brought their sick to Jesus to be healed. That is so much, so much stuff in two chapters. Um, I feel like we could spend an entire term going through chapters five and six. Um, it is action de la pacte, um, but we are obviously going to do it in 20 minutes. Sound like a plan? Um, we're, gonna, um, we're going to consider some questions from these chapters today, um, but before we dig in, I thought that we would play another little game. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not going to make you move around or talk to your neighbor. Um, I'm just going to show a few different people on the screen, and you have to, t ho hopefully, hopefully, oh, this is definitely going to work, isn't it, Danny? Yes! Yes! So, you're going to tell me who that person is and shout out a few words to describe this person. What do they do? What are they like? How do you feel about them? Any words, any descriptive words. So, number one, who is this? Davina McCall, absolutely. What words would you use to describe her? Menopause. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> any other words to describe her? Pardon? Bubbly. What does she do? Presenter. That's a good word to describe her. Big brother presenter specifically. Brilliant. Fantastic. Right, next one. Who is this? Ed Sheeran. You are correct. What words would you use to describe him? Songwriter. Artist. Ginger. Talented. Brilliant. Okay. Number three. Who is this? Mrs. This is Coretta Scott King. Does that name mean anything to you? So, Mrs. King, also known as Coretta Scott King. I'm just going to put that one out there for the way, ladies. Um, who's Coretta Scott King? Anyone got any words to describe her? So, she was the wife of Martin Luther King. Absolutely. Faithful. Is I love this. Heather's her wing woman. <laughs> She's car covered. Activist? Yes. She, she was an activist. Any other words that you might use to describe her? I can tell you, she was an author. She was an activist. She was a civil rights leader. She was a singer. She was an advocate. These are all words that can be used to describe this lady here. Um, and I'm going to show you one final one. Who is this? Steinhobel, you're absolutely right. This is Emma. Oh, who the heck is Emma? Who the heck is Steinhobel? Does anybody know? So, yes. So, most people don't know who this is, but a few people who've lived with us or done life with us for a long time know that this is Emma Steinhobel. What words would you use to describe Emma Steinhobel? Lovely. Fashionable. You said the word best friend. This is my best friend. <laughs> this is Emma. Um, we have been best friends since we were 11. Um, and there's loads I could tell you about her. She is a teacher. She is a Brummy turned northerner. Um, she is generous. She is passionate. She is kind. She's a mother. She is a daughter and a sister. She is a leader in a church. Um, and way cooler than I have ever, will ever be. Always the cool friend. So this is Emma. Um, and I thought I'd add 
Emma in there, because we all have our take on these people, don't we? Our own perspective, our own thoughts, based on what we've seen or heard or experienced. And that last one, of course, if you've never seen, heard, or met Emma, you'll have no idea who she is, as most of you did. Um, equally, Pippa, Mumbles and Boy, a couple of people have met her and they've heard all they've heard about her. Um, and they can say a few names. Um, I was going to get Daniel to come and do a whole load, but he's actually out in kids' church today. But Daniel would have said a whole load of stuff about her because he knows her, has hung out with her um, for a couple of decades now, has spent many hours and weekends with her, and so has a different perspective and experience and could probably give you many names, mostly positive, about Emma. Um, and of course, it's the same with any person, right? You show me a picture of someone who is precious to you, um, and I'll probably have no idea. Or maybe I'll have some idea, depending on if you've told me about them um, over the years. Or maybe they'll look like someone that I know who is like such and such, and so I'll make a judgment call based on that thing that I know about someone else who looks a bit like that person. Um, and so you can see where I'm going with this, can't you? Must be said of Jesus too, right? The big question throughout the book of Mark, um, and we can find it right in the middle of these two chapters that we're exploring today, um, in Jesus' hometown, they're asking, who is this guy? Isn't he the carpenter? Isn't he James's brother? He's Mary's kid. And we're going to be asking that same question today. We're going to take some time to look at and to consider Jesus from various different perspectives um, and in many different situations and we're going to ask who is this guy so I have four different stories here from these two chapters in Mark um, and we're going to take maybe five minutes um, in four different groups which I will cleverly put you into in a second um, to look at one of these stories each um, what I'd love you to do is spend the next five-ish minutes um, I'd like you to first read the story so I've got it here um, read the story and just listen to it um, nominate a reader in your group um, then I'd like to like you to ask yourself who is Jesus here what words could be used to describe him what would the people in the story be calling him um, and then I'd like you to read it through again with those questions in mind, which we have there. Um, and at the bottom, there's a bit of space, so you can, if you've got a pen, write down those helpful names that you would give Jesus based on this story. It could be words from the text, or it could be from your imagination of um, the character's feelings or emotions. Anything from teacher to troublemaker, you pop it in there, and we will be back in a few minutes with the results of that. So, this is a very easy talk for me. Can you do the work, please? Brilliant. Um, so, um, group one, where have we group one? It says on the top of your piece of paper, group one. Is this you? Um, can, great, Aaron, you've nominated yourself. Um, can I also have a scribe? Does anyone fancy Pippa? Would you love to? You looked at me in that moment, so <laughs> it's you. Um, Aaron, can you come? here. Can you read the little bold bit at the top that just explains briefly what goes on in your story? Uh, so Jesus arrives in the region of the Gerasenes and a demon-possessed man runs to him screaming, 
Jesus delivers him of the evil spirits and sends them into a herd of pigs, uh, which run off a cliff. The man is healed and sane, and the townspeople beg Jesus to leave them alone. Okay, so that is what happens in their little bit of scripture. Thank you. What words did you, I mean, do you want to, do you want to represent, you, you're going to represent everyone. Go for it. What words did you come up for, for who is Jesus in that moment? Uh, compassionate. Compassionate. Uh, doesn't care what the people think. Is there, a, is there a word for that? What's that like? Punchinello. Um, bold? Yeah. Um, more dangerous than demons. More dangerous than demons. So dangerous? It's just to stick with dangerous. Uh, we thought powerful, in terms of powerful slash lord of all. Mm-hmm. Liberator for the man. Um, Disruptor. Yes. Yeah. Say the pig farmers. Uh, yeah, authority. And he agreed to the evil spirit's demands. Oh, that's not. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I just say I, I appreciate that. So he is agreeable. I don't know. I don't know. He's a disruptor. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Group two. Brilliant. Thank you, Steve. Come and read the bold bit and then tell me your words. A local synagogue leader, Jairus, pleads with Jesus to heal his dying daughter, so Jesus sets off to heal her. On the way, a sick, bleeding woman pushes through the crowds to touch the hem of Jesus' robe. She's instantly healed, and Jesus stops to talk with her, by which point Jairus' daughter has died. Jesus continues on to Jairus' house and raises her from the dead. That is what happens in their little bit of scripture. So what words have you got to describe Jesus? A couple of duplicates there, but the uh, unique ones, we've got healer. We've got teacher. Nonchalant. Woohoo! That's kind of in the context. What do you mean nonchalant? Well, it's in the context of, nah, she's not really dead. So, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, interruptible. So not phased by the rush. Interruptible. <laughs> Another nice long word for you. Anti-disestablish... No. <laughs> <laughs> Influential. Sorry. Humble. For all people, or universal, maybe. And calculated. Oh, thank you very much, guys. Brilliant. Thanks, Pip. You okay? <laughs> Group three. Have we got a representative? Who's are you guys? Group three. Come on, Matt. Lovely. What is your lovely little bulb bit? What was that? Oh, the bold bit. I thought you said bobbin. Uh, Jesus and his disciples try to find some peace and quiet, but a massive crowd finds them. So Jesus teaches them until the disciples suggest he send them away for food. Jesus then takes five loaves and two fish from a boy and feeds the crowd of at least 5,000 people with his food, multiplying it indefinitely. There we go. Feeding of the 5,000. Did you come up with any names for Jesus? Uh, yeah. First thing we said was provider. I'm probably going to miss some, so please shout yeah, out, guys. We didn't actually write any down. Uh, provider, um, 
he's mischievous or a troll, depending on <laughs> depending on what you think, because he obviously knew that they were going to follow him, and he still pretended that they were going to go get peace and quiet, and it was never going to happen. Um, what are the words? Can you shout out? Hmm? Leader. Because they choose to teach them when everyone else would rather have a fish sandwich. Compassionate, yep. Mysterious, brilliant. Thank you, guys. That's brilliant. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. And then finally, group four. Yes, straight up. Come on, then, Darren. Let me, let's read your bold bit and tell me your name. Certainly. Uh, so Jesus sends his disciples across the lake in a boat whilst he goes and prays. A storm comes and they're battling the waves. Jesus walks on water towards them. The disciples freak out, but when Jesus comes into the boat, the wind stops. Then they land and Jesus heals a lot of people. Sick people, sorry. Fantastic. What names have you got? Right, so several duplicates. So we've got Healer. Um, he's fairly casual in that he was just kind of wandering across the lake, you know, not expecting to see anyone. And he goes, oh, hey, Would you yeah. say he was nonchalant? Uh, nonchalant. <laughs> I, would, I, I would say nonchalant is a good word, yes. Yes. Uh, reassuring, uh, available, famous, uh, because later on he, uh, a lot of people come out of their villages to go and, uh, go and meet him. Uh, prayer focused, because he was actually heading into the hills to go and pray, pray, because uh, obviously you know, got fed up with the amount of people that were bothering him. And uh, an encourager. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Wonderful. And thank you. Can everyone give Pippa a round of applause? Well done. So here we have a load of names for Jesus um, from the, this couple of chapters here. And that is quite a list. You can see why the book of Mark is all about who is this guy? Because everyone who encounters him seems to have a different name, a different experience, a different heard perspective um, or reality for him. Um, all these people in these stories met Jesus and had different expectations of him. That he would heal them, so yes please, or that he would turn their town upside down, so no thank you. Um, and I just like... I even find even the people who are following him closely, the disciples, have a plethora of different names for him. Um, maybe even though he feeds 5,000 people and heals sick people, some of them, when the rubber hits the road, actually just know him as teacher. And everything else is like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, and so naturally, it got me to thinking, if Jesus were walking around Gloucester today or this week, what would my expectation be? Um, who is Jesus to me? Um, what situation or circumstance am I bringing to him this week? Who do I know him to be? Um, and actually, who do I hope for and need him to be this week? Um, and reading these two chapters, um, I've really tried to engage and consider the stories and the emotions and situations um, alongside considering my own emotions and situation um, and see if there isn't anything that God might be speaking to me about this week through these chapters. Um, and there are just a couple of bits that I thought I would share with you of what struck me given my experience, my emotions, my situations that um, Mark 5 and 6 um, seem to be jumping out at me. That was a sentence that didn't make sense. Um, 2023 was a bit of a funny old year. Um, it felt really 
intense for me and my family. Um, there seemed to be kind of one, one thing after another to kind of tackle, and it just felt like quite a lot, to be honest. <clears throat> Whether it was within church or um, within my other job as a nurse or within Daniel's work or within my wider family, there was stuff going on as well. Um, and on their own, all these things um, probably would have been effortful um, but manageable. Um, but it felt like it was a constant next and another thing of last year. Um, and it felt like a lot. And so I arrive at this moment now um, and I read in Mark chapter 6 about the disciples in the boat and it says he saw they were in serious trouble rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves and that feels entirely relatable to me shall I move this so that you can see because I think that was on a, a slide there we go move that out of the way oh over that sorry ah. This feels entirely relatable to me. This is a group of people who have been walking and talking with Jesus and yet still find themselves in spots where life is tricky and they're having to put in a shift. The disciples had followed Jesus's specific instruction to go out into the boat and they still found themselves in a storm. That feels very real to me right now. I feel like I have been at least trying to follow Jesus's instruction, um, but sticky situations have kept coming. Um, and so in a moment of considering my reaction to that, I then consider the disciples' reaction to that. Um, because it's an interesting one. Um, they see Jesus walking towards them and they totally freak out. Um, amidst their rowing, this is what I can't get my head around, amidst their rowing and their struggling, the person who sent them and who they've been following for a while now comes near and they don't recognize him. It's like the guy they've just been with who said get in the boat and they don't recognize him. And so it just got me thinking this past year, um, have there been times when I have not recognized Jesus coming near? where I have not trusted his instruction, um, where I've worked hard and I kind of lost my head. And so Jesus says, don't be afraid, take courage, I am here, and he gets into the boat. And so I ask myself, did I let Jesus into the boat of 2023 at all? Were there times when I could have accepted his presence and taken courage from Jesus simply being with me? Or maybe accepting Jesus into any of those situations maybe would have caused some of the wind to stop. So that's the first bit that struck me this week. Um, the other snippet of story from these two chapters that I can relate to right here and now as 2024 still lies mostly ahead um, and that is in the story of the bleeding woman I'm naturally drawn to this story it is one of my like top 10 Jesus moments for so many reasons um, but when I was reading this over and over in preparation for today and considering who um, in these two chapters I might relate to um, this little bit stood out says a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding she had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she'd spent everything she had to pay them but she had gotten no better in fact she'd got worse she had come 
She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd. Don't worry, I'm not going to talk about constant bleeding, although I will take any opportunity to promote women's health, so if that's you, go and get checked out. It's not normal, um, and it's not okay, and there are things that can be done. So, health promotion done. Um, she is going through this, and she has tried everything. She's spent all her money, she's tried every quack going, and she has got no better. In fact, she has got worse. And then it says, she had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd. And that's where I think I'm at. Um, if Jesus were walking around Gloucester today, my desire would be to go and find him in the crowd. Because 2023 ended with um, Daniel being made redundant. Um, one of the things of 2023 had got no better. In fact, it had got worse. And so 2024 is cracking on and lies ahead, and I'm kind of out of tricks. Um, and so I just, I really appreciate this woman's style because in that moment of nothing left and it's got worse, she goes after Jesus. She's heard about Jesus. She pushes through the crowd to find him and to be near him. Maybe I can be doing the same. <gasps> the kids are already back. That is very prompt. I love this. I'm almost tempted to send them back over for five minutes. Should we do that? Can I, can, am I allowed to do that? I don't know. Daniel? Yeah. I don't know because... Oh, like five, mm, I feel a bit bad, always. Anyway, I was thinking to myself, what name do I give Jesus? Because um, this woman would have given him the name Healer, and rightly so. Um, I thankfully don't find myself in need of a physical healer at the moment, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but what I do find myself needing is a guide. If Jesus was walking around Gloucester this week, Maybe I could go and find him. Maybe I could go and be near him. Because I've heard that he's really good to follow. He invites me to follow him. He calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm fortunate enough to have experienced already that he's a good guide. And so I come to the point when things have got no better, when I've been rowing hard, and 2024 lies ahead with no small amount of unknowns. Our income, our sabbatical, our responsibilities, our leadership abilities. And I choose not to leave Jesus behind on the shore. Um, I choose to recognize when he's coming towards me. I choose to find him and follow him. And Jesus turns and he's there and he says to the woman, No. Oh, I just choose to find him, you know? Like, when all else is done, let's go to Jesus. And, I, and I, I choose to come, and he turns, and the woman says, be my healer, and I say, be my guide. Take my hand, guide me, Lord. Please, be my guide in this season. Because that's who Jesus is for me right now. It's who I've heard he is. It's who he's proven to be. And it's who I need him to be right now.
And so we're going to take some time to do that little activity on our own. So we're going to take some time to reflect and pray, um, to consider the stories that we've heard today, to consider the names that other people have given Jesus, maybe names we've heard about, maybe names we hope for, maybe names we give him ourselves, to consider this coming week, our work, our finances, our home life, our relationships, all the circumstances, emotions and practicalities of it all. And let's see if we can hear what God is speaking to us about who he is today. Um, because I, I believe Jesus wants to meet us there. So um, I'm going to bring this here. If you're somebody who needs a visual helpful hand, there's some words that we've come up with today. Um, otherwise, um, let's just take a moment to... Close our eyes if you're comfortable, to settle our hearts and our minds. To consider what our emotions are doing right now, what our situations and circumstances are doing right now. To consider what is coming up this week. Because we're all walking through life with hopes and dreams and disappointments and frustrations. And oh, Jesus wants to meet us there. Jesus, we acknowledge you here with us in Gloucester in 2024 on February the... 11th. Lord God, we thank you for who you are, who you've proven to be, who you promise to be. Lord, will you meet us here today? What name are we giving Jesus this week? Who do we need Jesus to be with us this week? felt like there were um, a few people um, that we could specifically pray for this afternoon. Um, the first is there's loads of healing that goes on in chapters 5 and 6. We, um, we pray for healing quite often and um, we've not heard a load of stories back yet, which is um, frustrating and unsurprising and people have come before. Um, and so we choose to be faithful and know that Jesus heals us. And so we invite him again to come and heal.
So if that's you who needs some physical healing, let's pray for you right now. You just want to open up your hands as a sign of wanting to receive from Jesus. Holy Spirit, will you come? We invite your presence to come and heal us. As you've done before, as you will do again, we invite you to do now. Come and heal our bodies and our minds today. Feel free to stay there if that's you. I also felt like there were um, some people who might just need a prompt from the authority that is God. Um, that he gives us authority and he sends us out. He commissions us as he did the disciples. Um, and so maybe you're questioning your purpose or your value in society. Maybe you're considering your impact. If you need confirmation of his authority and commission on you today, then again, please feel free to hold out your hands and we will pray now. So Holy Spirit, will you come and we invite you to bless and authorize and commission us to go into the world to be your hands and your feet this week. <laughs> 